Is that on? All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, it's good to be here with everybody this morning and good to see you. Um, one of the things I love about this church is the tradition of doing the birthdays celebration. It To me, it just shows such a sense of community that we all have and that we all love each other and celebrate each other. And I remember as a kid, the most important part of the birthday was getting the gifts, having all the people over and cake and ice cream and all those things were secondary to the presents that came along with it. And, you know, part of our culture is giving gifts, whether it's for anniversaries or Christmas or birthdays or graduations or anything like that. So um, I wanted to share a short video about some people who received gifts that they were all excited about. So Terry, if you'll play this video for us. So whether it's a banana or feet pajamas or getting adopted or, you know, some of the other gifts that we saw that were given, it's, it's exciting, isn't it? We love getting gifts, and we love getting gifts that we want. 
Um, you know, James 1.17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights. With whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And that means regardless of where he goes and what he does, there is no shadow around him. He is so good. He is so good and he gives us good gifts. Everything he gives us is good. We may not recognize it at the time, but what he gives us is good and perfect. You know, um, he gives us gifts that are we recognize as spiritual gifts. And, and a spiritual gift is an expression of the Holy Spirit in the lives of believers, which empowers them to serve the body of Christ, which is the church. And we know that this building is not the church. We are the church, right? And the church is all over the world because of Christ living in all of us, right? So how do you know what your spiritual gift is? Some people believe that you can take a test and that is the end-all, beat-all determination of what your gift is. And then other people believe that only the Holy Spirit can move in you and you can move in any one of those gifts that he has for us. I believe it's a combination of both. I think that taking a test and taking assessments gives us a better understanding of why we do the things that we do, right? But I also believe that you can move in any gift that the Holy Spirit has because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So what I want to do is, is explore some of these gifts so that we can kind of have a better understanding of what the Bible says about these gifts as well as what these gifts are and how they manifest themselves within us. Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophesy in portion to your faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So the first one that we're going to talk about is leadership. And that leadership, the gift of leadership, it aids the body by leading and directing members to accomplish the goals and purposes of the church. Leadership motivates people to work together in unity towards common goals. Without leadership, we wouldn't know where we were going as a church. And, and, and as we go through these gifts, I want you to not only think of the church itself, but in the secular world as well. Most of us don't work in the church. Most of us have lives outside of the church where we're dealing with people who may have never heard of God, may have never wanted to hear of God. And, and some of those people do want to hear God and, and get to know God. So many of the jobs that we have and many of the hobbies that we involve ourselves in are due to the gifts that we have. So I want us to think not just in the church, but outside of the church because we are the church, right? So leadership. Yes, we think of leadership as Lowell and Georgia. They lead this church. Julie, you know, works in the church. She's head of some ministries. And also think of our bosses at work, the CEOs, the executive directors. Those people have these gifts of leadership because they're able to impart vision to people and we follow, right? Because we, we get on board, they're able to get us motivated and excited about the direction that they want to go in. The next one is prophecy. The gift of prophecy is proclaiming the word of God boldly. This builds up the body 
and leads to conviction. Prophecy manifests itself in preaching and teaching. And sometimes even whenever we're hanging out with our friends or at a Bible study or something, you know, you may feel, you know, oh, I want to tell this person this. That's a, a form of, of prophecy. You know, it's a form of speaking into that person's life. And I'll tell you, right now, the enemy will never tell you to encourage somebody. He never will. So trust that Holy Spirit inside of you that whenever you feel led to tell somebody something that's biblically, biblically based, it's from him. You're hearing from God himself. Exhortation. Possessors of this gift encourage members to be involved, and in, in, involved in and enthusiastic about the work of the Lord. Members with this gift are good counselors and motivate others to service. Exhortation exhibits itself in preaching, teaching, and in ministry. And when I think of people who are exhorters, they're kind of like cheerleaders. They're encouragers. They want you to succeed. They want you to do better. They want you to be encouraged, you know. And, and I've been told that I have this gift, and it's funny because in my office, people, when, I, when the school was open, would always come by my office, and they would just come in and sit down, and we would start talking, and, you know, they would leave, and they'd say, I just feel so encouraged, you know. And so I would just... All I knew to do was to thank God because it wasn't anything I was doing. I was just trying to encourage them and, and, and minister encouragement to them. The next one is mercy. Cheerful acts of compassion characterize those with the gift of mercy. Persons with this gift aid the body by empathizing with hurting members. They keep the body healthy and unified by keeping others aware of the needs within the church. I have a good friend. I had lunch with her this week. And um, she was telling me about some things that a friend of hers was going through. And um, she said, I just, I just didn't know what to do, so I just did this. And then, you know, we did this, and, and we would come against a wall of, of what to do next. And I would tell them, we're not going to give up. We're just going to keep, we're going to explore other ways. And I just became overwhelmed, and I told her, I said, you have the gift of mercy. That is a spiritual gift because people with the gift of mercy see a need. And they just instinctively go after it. And they won't stop until that need is met. You know, they just, they explore all of the avenues of, of how can we help and what can we do. And, and I told her, I said, it's not you thinking of things. Believe me, it's not you to say, okay, well, let's go talk to this attorney. Okay, well, let's talk to this detective. Okay, well, let's, you know, talk to this social worker. That's not you. I told her, I said, that is the Holy Spirit giving you wisdom to know who to talk to, where to go, and what to say, and what to ask, even the questions, what to ask, you know, and I said, that's why people are drawn to you, because they see you as somebody who's compassionate and will help them, even whenever you don't know what to do, you will find a way. That is a spiritual gift. The next one is giving. Members with the gift of giving give freely and joyfully to the work and mission of the body. Cheerfulness and liberality our characteristics of individuals with this gift. We need cheerful givers. You know, I mean, all of us, you know, give our time and give our tithe and, you know, whatever. But there are people who are called to send kids to camp. There are people who are called to pay the utility bill. There are people who are called to come and pay for lawn service. And, you know, that is a gift. It is a spiritual gift. And I believe that God gives provision for those people who have that gift. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10 says, 
For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. So the first one I want to talk about is discernment. Discernment aids the body by recognizing the true intentions of those within or related to the body. Discernment tests the message and action of others for the protection and well-being of the body. Discernment is kind of one of those, I, I almost think of it as in a cartoon, as like the little antenna, you know, that comes up. And it's when somebody says something and you kind of go, okay, wait, what? Where, where is that in the Bible? Or where did Jesus do something that emulated that? That's, that's how we discern if somebody's given us, for lack of a better term, a line of bull than speaking truth, you know, and we need, we need to pray for discernment. There are so many messages we're being sent today through social media, through the media, from people at work. We need to discern what is from God and what is God and what is truth, right? The next one is faith. Faith, faith trusts God to work beyond human capabilities of the people. Believers with this gift encourage others to trust in God in the face of apparently insurmountable odds. We all have a certain level of faith. Every one of us do. You know, if we believe in God whom we've never seen, right? There's a, there's a level of faith there. But there are some people with the gift of faith that can just believe for anything, right? And so those people, we're drawn to those people because regardless of our circumstance, they are there to speak life. They are there to see in the spirit what God is doing that we can't see or that we can't understand. The next um, scripture is Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, 28 through 30. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret? So the gift that comes from this is administration. Persons with the gift of administration lead the body by steering others to remain on task. Administration enables the body to organize according to God-given purposes and long-term goals. So with all these spiritual gifts going on, there has to be somebody that kind of corrals them and, and keeps things in order, right? We don't believe in chaos. We want to have our worship to have order and our service to have order. If we all had all these gifts and there was no one to say, okay, now we need to do this and we need to move in this direction, it would be utter chaos because everybody would be going a different direction. The next gift is knowledge. The gift of knowledge manifests itself in teaching and training and discipleship. It's the God-given ability to learn, know, and explain the precious truths of God's word. A word of knowledge is a spirit-revealed truth. And what a word of knowledge is, is when, whenever we are studying the Bible or when we're praying together or coming together for um, a small group or whatever, and someone has a word of knowledge, that just means that they have a deeper understanding of what it is God is telling us in the Bible, right? It's like a, it's like a, a revelation of what it is he's really saying. So it's like a deeper level of truth. And then wisdom is the gift that discerns the work of the Holy Spirit in the body and applies his teachings and actions to the needs of the body. 
So with wisdom, we, we know we have knowledge. You can gain knowledge from studying, but wisdom is something that really is God imparted. It's, it's that deeper level of, of understanding. It's, it's not just having the information, but it's what to do with that information that we've been given. And then service or helps, those with the gift of service or helps recognize practical needs in the body and joyfully assist, um, offer joyful assistance to meeting those needs. Those with this gift do not mind working behind the scenes. When I think of this gift, I think of those that keep our lawn clean or put the envelopes behind the chairs or um, do the audio visual, you know, they're not seen, but they love what they do, and they're good at what they do, right? Does that make sense, how all these people work behind the scenes? It's not just about what happens on the, on the stage. There are so many things that have to be done in order for this to happen, right? If I was to be asked to go back there and try to figure out the lights and sounds, we would be in darkness, and I would say, let's just meet outside, because I would have no clue how to do it. And then even after they maybe taught me a little bit, I still wouldn't be very good at it. It really is a gift that people do joyfully and they want to do it well. Ephesians 4, 11 through 12 says, And it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for works of ministry and to build up the body of Christ until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, as we mature to the full measure of the stature of Christ. I find it interesting that every one of these gifts are designed to build up the body. There's not one, not one that is designed to stand on its own or to say, look how good I am. I'm such a great teacher. Or... Look at the amazing knowledge that I have. Aren't you lucky to hear it? There's not one gift that does that. Every gift points to God, points to our Father, and reveals more of his heart, right? When we're given words of knowledge, it's so that we can know him better, not so we can marvel at the person with that level of knowledge. So apostleship is one of these gifts, and the church sends apostles from the body to plant churches or to be missionaries. Apostles motivate the body to look beyond its walls in order to carry out the Great Commission. And that one works hand-in-hand hand with evangelism. God gifts his church with evangelists to lead others to Christ effectively and enthusiastically. This gift builds up the body by adding new members to its fellowship. Evangelism and apostleship are definitely gifts. You know, some of us aren't comfortable sharing our faith with other people, whether it be in public or even one-on-one. -on -one. But I would say that a lot of us are comfortable if someone asks us a question, answering that question, or even just saying, you know, oh, God is so good because he helped me with this, or he protected me in this car accident, or whatever. And that opens the door. But an evangelist goes out, and they know how to plan a church. They know how to do certain outreaches in order to get people to come to that church, yeah? Or to just even be open to hearing the word of God. Shepherding, the gift of shepherding is manifested in persons who look out for the spiritual welfare of others. Although pastors like shepherds do care for members of the church, this gift is not limited to a pastor or staff member. 
when I think of this gift, the first person that comes to my mind is, is Georgia because she is always reaching out to people, you know, and how are you doing? And I haven't seen you in a while. And, and I know when I'm around her or just watching her with other people, it's just, uh, it's almost like a, she's hugging people without putting her arms on them. The way that she speaks to them, the way she engages them, the way she looks at them. And then teaching is the next gift. Teaching is instructing members in the truths and doctrines of God's word for purposes of building up, unifying, and maturing the body. 1 Peter 4, 8-11 through 11 says, Above all, love one another deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without complaining. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God, each of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve one another. If anyone speaks, he should speak as one conveying the words of God. If anyone serves, he should serve with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So, loving one another, the gift that goes hand-in-hand hand with that is the gift of hospitality. And the gift of hospitality is um, given to those that make visitors, guests, and strangers feel at ease. They often use their home to entertain guests. Persons with this gift integrate new members into the body. Everybody that we know and everybody that we don't know wants to be loved. They want to be accepted. They want to feel that someone cares about them. And so the gift of hospitality, I think, is one of the most under-recognized gifts in the body of Christ because they're the ones that welcome everybody and just embrace everybody and make everybody feel like they have a place at the table. And the truth is, everyone does have a place at the table, but we always don't feel it. And it's those people with the gift of hospitality that allow us the courage to come and pull our chair out and sit down and interact with everybody else that doesn't feel like they belong at the table, right? So that, to me, is, is an amazing gift. And so many times when, you know, I mean, my sister and I, we were raised going to church, and we've been to conferences and um, seminars and summer camps and camp meeting and whatever, you name it. We were there, you know. Our mom packed us all up and took us to those things. And um, so we saw a lot. We were raised seeing a lot of those gifts talk that I mentioned, you know, being manifested, you know, whether it was words of knowledge or, you know, amazing teaching, wisdom. You know, we've seen people healed. You know, I mean, it, it's it's really all-inspiring. And one of the tragedies, I think, is that those of us that don't have those gifts feel less than or even feel jealous, right? I remember as a kid thinking, man, I would love to be able to stand up in front of 5,000 people and preach boldly and see 400 and, or 4,500 of those people come down and receive Christ because of the amazing things that I said. 
you know? Well, that's the wrong motivation for one. And for the other, that's not my gift, right? So I want to play a short video. And then, and then let's, let's, let's real quickly identify the difference between gifts and talents, right? So in this video is um, a display of the talents that I have always been jealous of or felt inferior of, okay? Go ahead, Terry.
Is anyone else green? Because if I could sing like that, my ego wouldn't fit through the door. I would want everybody just to sit down and listen, right? So that's, that's the thing. Like we, we look at people and we just think, oh, man, I want to like, be like that. I want to be able to do that. But that's not your gift, maybe. You know what I mean? And the beautiful thing about this video is it's a lot longer than that, but I just wanted to play a little bit of it. But it just makes me think of when we get to heaven, how beautiful the worship's going to be because we're not going to be limited. Our voices are not going to be limited. And there are sounds in heaven that we have never even heard. The range of vocality we can't even imagine. And it's going to be, that to me is what I get from that video. It's just like, man, I can't wait. I'll actually be able to sing. You know? <laughs> but anyway, um, 1 Timothy 4.14 says, do not, do not neglect the gift you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. So we can't, we shouldn't be discouraged by the gift that we have because it's not the gift that somebody else has. God gave you that gift before, before he even formed the earth. He was thinking of the gift he gave you and how he wanted you to use it. Romans 12, 3 through 5 says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think of yourself with sober judgment according to the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and not all members have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many are one body. And each member belongs to one another. So all of the gifts he's given, all of us, are meant to complement each other. You know, when, when um, you know, I'm playing tennis, there's different strokes in tennis. There's your forehand and your backhand. You have a serve. You have volley. You have overhead. And there are some that I'm better at than others. You know, the rumor on our little shreveport Bozier league is don't hit it to his backhand. Hit it to his forehand. I was playing against my uncle several months ago, and I heard him tell his partner, hit it to his forehand. Don't hit it to his backhand. So what did he do every time? He hit it to my forehand because he knew it was going to be weak, you know. But what I focus on, I want to make my forehand better, obviously, but... I focus on my backhand because it's stronger. That's where my gift is in that sport, right? When I'm up at the net, oftentimes they'll lob it over. That's when they hit it high and it goes behind you because I'm, you know, 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> on a good day, you know? And so there are weaknesses and strengths that we each have. God gave you those strengths, and he can still use your weaknesses, don't get me wrong, but he gave you certain gifts, and we need to be using them. Colossians 3, 23 through 24 says, whatever you do, work at it with your whole being, 
for the Lord and not for men, because you know that you'll never that you'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward. It is the Lord Christ you're serving. So whether we're in the church, whether we're in our work, whether we're in our neighborhood, we need to pray and ask God, God, let my gift manifest so that I can minister to my neighbor. You know, so many times we think of the ministry as working in a church or going overseas to the mission field. Well, let me tell you something. The mission field is across the street. It's not within four walls. It's across the street. It's not necessarily in another country. It's in your place of work. It's with your friends. You know, our friends need ministry. Even if they're believers, they don't have all the answers. Just like I don't have all the answers, just like you don't have all the answers. We need to minister to each other. You know, right now we're going through this um, whole COVID experience. And in addition to that, our country's broken. And I know that it breaks God's heart to see us hate each other so much. And I really think that now is the time for us to walk in the Holy Spirit like we have never done before. And for our gifts to be so apparent that people run to us because they need what we have. And sometimes those gifts only manifest whenever we're desperate. So I want to share a song with you that's been on my heart. It's, it's called New Wine because the, the process of the grape that it goes through to make the end product is pressing and crushing. And sometimes we feel pressure, right? But it's only because God is making something beautiful. So just as, as this song plays, just worship and just ask God to bring new wine out of you. Jesus, bring new life out of me. 
So make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. God, I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring me wine out of me. Jesus, bring me
Let's pray. Oh, God, you are so good. We're so unworthy of your love, Father God. We're so unworthy of the gifts that you've given us, Lord. But, God, we just want to thank you for the opportunity to be used by you, Father. Help us to see this week, Lord, as we go out of this building to see where you want to use us, Lord. Manifest those gifts in us so we can minister to our broken country on the local level, Lord God. Help us minister healing to those who are hurting and encouragement to those who are discouraged, Lord. God, we just love you and we praise you, God. There is none like you. There is none beside you. There is none before you, God. There is no one like you. We love you so much and thank you for loving us. It's in your beautiful, perfect, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Christian. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control.